What's up? Oh, boys, listen, I know I'm being obnoxious right now, but the NFL is back. Can I get a what's up? Hey, Daniel, we got, we got Daniel, we got oh, Charlie, so we got Thatcher and John. How's everybody doing? Dude, I'm it's ready for here. It's like Christmas morning. I'm dude. ready. I'm well, ready to watch the Texans Oregon's lose. Burn down to the ground. But I have the Texans <laughs> the first quarter. You may not get to watch football until they do. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so watching it in your house will be up in flames. Texans, but. Chiefs, kicking it off. Um, just a little quick question. Who's going to win the game, John? Who do you Chiefs. got? Chiefs. The yeah, Texans are going to win the first Chiefs. quarter, and then after that, they're going to lose. They'll probably go up by 24, and then next thing you know. Yeah. Bill O'Brien will decide to go for on fourth and three. Yeah, exactly. 14. Exactly. exactly. I, I Give it all to me. Honestly, this is what I want. I want it to be a really high-scoring game. I want Deshaun Watson to be incredible, but I still want them to lose. I want them to lose like 45 to 43. Every single game for the season. I want to enjoy watching them play, but I also want to enjoy seeing them lose so Bill O'Brien gets Or back. what about how last year happened? They, like, go to Superdome, well, that's different. on the road, and then – That's, <laughs> that's different because I wanted them to win, so it hurt. This year I want that to happen. <laughs> so uh, – but, yeah, week one last year with them, wow, that was incredible. I mean, y'all, y'all have got to admit. But, anyway, let's not get into that. All right, we're going to talk uh, – we got, we got a pretty packed show, so we're going to move through it pretty quickly today. Uh, we we're going to talk about some new contracts. There were a ton of contracts this last week. Um, we're going to talk about uh, – we're all going to highlight a matchup from week one uh, and just kind of talk about what we expect to happen. Uh, we're going to talk starts for fantasy. We're going to talk fantasy sits. Uh, and then we're going to do a fun little draft at the end. Um, and we'll see how that goes. Obviously, I'll have the best team. Um, and Charlie or Daniel or somebody will have a really bad team. Um, True. So that's just the hope. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to talk. DeAndre Hopkins signed a two-year extension, f- about $55 million, 42, or almost 43 uh-huh. guaranteed, which ties him to the, uh, to the Cardinals for five years until like 2024, Something I think. Something like that. He also has, I don't know how he was. He, keep in mind, he negotiated, he negotiated this himself. himself. Yeah. No franchise tag clause, no trade clause, and his final year was voidable, which basically means – he won that. Oh, that absolutely. Deal. He won that trade hand, or he won that uh, hand over fist. But here's the, here's the thing. That means that there's only like, he would only be leaving like, uh, what, what is the difference? Like $10 million left on the table for, for that last yeah. year. And he can yeah. walk away with, what is that? The other $30 million for that yeah. guaranteed money. I mean, so I can't I believe I, they gave him that option. Well, I think they, I think you have to, I mean, they went out, got the trade that they wanted. And now that they have the man, they've got a young quarterback. They're trying to keep, yeah. they want to make him happy too. It's, they, he wants Fitz is going to retire soon. So maybe it's time to move on. I think he's, he's <laughs> Dude, the right I person. Hope God he does. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean, I, I'm still, I still can't believe that the Texans traded him, but nonetheless, here we are. Um, speaking of the Deshaun Watson signed a four year, $160 million deal, $111 million guaranteed. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but what I do want to say is that uh, as much as I love Deshaun Watson and as good as he is for the franchise, it's really frustrating um, because this is kind of destroying our cap for the next few years. I would have rather seen a contract like Patrick Mahomes. Um, but uh, I, I also know that it's very, very front loaded. And so that could be good because I know we have a lot of money now, but I just, I'm ready for Bill O'Brien to be uh, homeless. So it's got to be nice to see that you're probably going to get to keep your quarterback instead of, you know, them dumping him as well. So yeah, I would have, I, mean, I would that. have been down for them to give him a more manageable contract, which is maybe why they front loaded it just to trade him to rebuild. That's mm-hmm. what I would have done. But maybe. I mean, yeah, why not just burn the whole place down to the ground? And I, I kind of hope that and then happen. retire if Bill O'Brien, I you want sell the him and then retire. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the next guy. Ex Texan 
Jadavion Clowney got paid one year, $15 million with the Titans, 13 uh, base value guaranteed and an, an additional 2 million uh, in incentives, including 1 million uh, just to reach 10 sacks. Um, so I, the re- I, I want to spend a little bit more time on this trade because it was really interesting. It was basically the Saints trying to outbid the, uh, the Titans, but the big difference is the Saints didn't have hardly any money in cap. And so they couldn't offer him the money that Jadavion was actually looking for, uh, which is essentially why the Titans won the deal is because they were able to just put $15 million on the table and say, come play for us. No, no hoops or, or anything like that. But what the Saints Maybe were trying there. to do was incredible. They were trying to play uh, baseball more, more or less baseball. What you can do is you can trade for money um, because there's not really uh, a, a cap. Um, and so you, so these smaller teams like the Oakland A's can trade to the Yankees and then get a ton of money back. So that way they can sign people in the future. And so what the Saints tried to do is they tried to um, work a deal with a team like the Browns, who I think it was, who have done this with Brock Osweiler before, mm-hmm. uh, trading for a cap hit and eating that so the Texans could have space later, is basically they wanted to do a, a, um, a sign-and-trade deal. And so what would have happened is Jadavion would have signed with the Browns and immediately would have been traded to the Saints, and the Browns would have eaten like 5 to $10 million of that contract, and the Saints would have covered the rest. And so it was really, really interesting to see the Saints' efforts. Um, but nonetheless, the Titans prevailed, uh, and he is going back to the AFC South. you have any, any thoughts about how that kind of – I mean, it's kind of cool how that worked out. What do you all think? I think the Saints are trying to win it this year, so I think that's why they're trying really hard to get him. Um, How much longer do we have Drew Brees? So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least they weren't trying to trade him for a sandwich like y'all did. So I like the effort. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Texans uh, had a great trade for him. So I I love the effort. (laughs) Yeah, definitely very cool. We're going to move on. Jalen Ramsey got, I mean, they for real backed up the Brinks truck. Holy crap. 105 million, uh, 70 plus guaranteed highest paid cornerback in NFL history. What an unbelievable deal. The man during hard knocks was talking about how, uh, uh, you know, he didn't really want to talk about the contract situation. It was going to get itself worked out. Um, and sure enough, here we are. And wow, did it really work out. So, I would never pay my cornerback $105 million. I mean, I understand <laughs> I it, though, it. because finding an elite cornerback is really difficult. But when you also have to pay a guy like Aaron Donald uh, and you just uh, dished out a ton of money to Jared Goff, who probably didn't deserve it, yeah. um, it is a questionable decision. But, I mean – he is, in my opinion, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and it doesn't hurt that he's only like 25 years old. So I would, uh, I'd yeah. rather pay someone like Aaron Donald than, uh, than a corner, though. I mean, I mean yeah, I would, I would much rather pay them. I mean, it's like the same thing. I would never pay a tight end the money that they got, and I would never pay a corner what he got. But I mean, I understand it, but um, you know, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't know if I would do the same thing, but I get it. I really do get it. Um, yeah. he is, excuse me, super talented. Um. And now also very wealthy. Um, How many last years contract? was it? Was he going to walk if he didn't get paid? Um, I don't know. Like, do you think it was him demanding it or do you think they offered it? Because I'm sure they could have offered less. So I don't know if it was him demanding. It had to be a lot of years for that kind of money. I don't think yeah. he had to demand it because they knew the situation coming out of Jacksonville. That's why they traded for him. They, the intent was always to sign him to a long-term deal. And they did. So I don't think he was ever actually worried about it. Um, and I think it's a five-year deal. Uh, just to be clear. Five-year contract extension. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But let's move on. Uh, Josh McCown. Now, uh, oh, I know this, this guy, guy is like – I think he's going into his 40th year in the NFL. <laughs> um, <laughs> like that. But this man, this man, his agent is a magical is a magical wizard miracle worker because this man is being signed to the 
to the Philadelphia Eagles practice squad, he would be making $12,000 a week to sit on his couch at home in Dallas, Texas. And the only reason he's there is so if the Eagles uh, need a backup quarterback, if Carson Wentz goes down, which every single year it seems to happen, he's going to get called up and he's going to play a couple games and he's probably going to be one of the better backups. That's almost $650,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Just, Just to sit, sit on home his and do nothing. Nice yeah, I mean, he's probably <laughs> going to work out once a day for a couple hours, and that's about it. That's all he has to do to make that kind of money. So that was he's pretty cool. the dream. I mean, he's got to uh, get a sprints into the fridge every once in a while, but yeah. besides oh, yeah, that. For sure. He's got to work on the triceps opening the fridge. Have you seen that guy's neck? Oh, my gosh. Great hair. Great hair. Last piece of news we're going to talk about, Von Miller. What a what Poor a guy. Terrible, terrible story. Last play of of training camp. Last play of training camp. He has an injury to his ankle and he's going to be out for the season. So they mm-hmm. said uh, best case scenario, absolute best case, three months. Um, but even then, I mean, they're he's expecting out for the season. There's no way he's coming four back. to six months minimum. So yeah. um, especially he's getting up there in age uh, for you know relative to an NFL player. So I don't expect him to be back this season. So that's a big hit. No. Um, now they they are they do have a pretty good defense. They have Bradley Chubb, um, but Von Miller is a big hit. I think yeah. this is low key a good thing though for their offense. Well, so this depends if Drew Lock can turn around. This could be huge because that means they're going to be throwing a lot. So Drew Lock is now going to get put through the ringer because if they're behind all the time, they're going to be thrown. Yeah. So I think this will really show if Drew Lock is is it or not. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm really excited. the The Broncos are one of those teams that I'm really interested to see this year. Just because of Drew Lock, they are young. They are a very, yeah. very young. Their whole Jerry. receiving core is just like children out there, but yeah. really lots of talent. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're going to move on now, and we're going to talk about uh, what we're going to do every week. Is uh, is we're going to do a weekly pick 'em, and so um, throughout the season, all five of us are going to pick uh, who do, who we think each and every single matchup, at, how it's going to play out that week. Uh, and we're going to do it for every single game of the season. And so what we're going to do is is each one of us is going to pick one matchup uh, for for the podcast to talk about. And then after every single week, we'll kind of tell you what our progress looks like uh, and, you know, who is who's doing – who has the best predictions and who's kind of winning. Uh, and so we're just doing a basic pick a model. Um, uh, but for this week, uh, each one of us has a different matchup. And Charlie, uh, Charlie, tell us about the matchup that you're going to talk about today and, and how you think it's going to play out. So the matchup I picked this week is Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. I mean, that's going to be a game basically everyone watches. Um, Tom Brady in a new uniform is going to be super weird. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to take a couple of games to get used to seeing him in a Buccaneers mm-hmm. uniform for sure. But up against the New Orleans team that they've been around and that same group of core guys have been together for a long time. So I think New Orleans, it's in Tampa Bay or is it in New Orleans? Uh, yeah, John bet that for us. I think it's in Tampa. It's at New Orleans. Okay, it's at New Orleans. So yeah, I'm picking New Orleans to win. It's hard to win the Superdome as it is, but just the fact that the Saints have been together, that that core group of players have been together, um, especially during COVID. Like I don't know how much Tom Brady has gotten used to his receivers and not really even playing a game because of no preseason. So I think New Orleans wins. High scoring, low scoring game. Can't wait. Oh, it's going to be high scoring. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense is horrible. And um, so I think it's going to be high scoring, but I do think the Saints win by two scores. Wow. Okay. I thought it was going to be closer. But 10 or more. Do you believe that Tom Brady is done? No. Okay. I think they have a good shot winning. Not after last year? 
No. I think with the weapons he has that um, anyone can really. Yeah. Jameis Winston put up great numbers with yeah. that, that team. So sure. I think. Yeah. What I a think, treat for week one. I know. <laughs> it's going to be a fun game. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, let's see here. Who's next? Thatch. Thatch, you've got a fun matchup. Um, you're kind of going home. So tell us about the matchup that you picked this week. Yeah, I'm trying not to be biased, but I am looking forward to see, like, if Mitch Trubisky actually turns things around this year. Um, Also, I mean, there's always hype about the Lions offense and Matthew Stafford. I mean, there's a lot of talent there. And then that that Marvin Jones and Matthew Stafford connection always kind of makes me nervous. But I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. But Interesting. um, Mm. I'm excited to see the Bears and the Lions this week. Yeah, and also just because like the the Bears defense is fully healthy and it's a pretty it's a pretty talented defense out there. Yeah, Khalil so Mack is terrifying. Grizzly. And let's hope the Bears offense can figure out how to score. So we'll see. Well, so who do you have winning? Too much? Uh, I think I'll, I'll say Bears are going to win it by one one more score. One okay yeah. okay I think I picked the Lions to win, but I think it's going to be a really really close game. I think it really depends on. Uh, and I was ta- I was talking to y'all about this before we started recording, but I think the way to beat the Lions is to control time of possession. They don't have a very good defense. The problem is David Montgomery is is probably not going to be available for Week One or at a very limited yeah. role. And so we'll see how uh, how the how the Bears do if they run the ball a lot or if they try and uh, pass the ball. So we'll see. Yep. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, you you've got a, a fun a fun oh. matchup too. Tell us about it. Yeah, this is one of, I think the more exciting games of the week. Seahawks. I think it's, let's see, it's, yeah, it's at the Falcons. This mm-hmm. is going to be, I think, a big game for week one. Both teams really need to come out strong. These are both teams that are looking to compete in very competitive divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, the Falcons did not perform at all like they wanted right. to last year. They made some big improvements on the defensive end, or at least they'd like to think that they did. Um, their offense has always been talented. You've got kind of an aging, you know, Matt Ryan and, and yeah. Julio. Jones, so hopefully they're able to capitalize on that. I think uh, they've got Calvin Ridley, who's stepping up big time and adding Hayden Hurst to the tight end spot. So they've got some really good weapons, and obviously the big thing is the Todd Gurley in the running game. So that'll be interesting to see on the offensive end. I think they've got clear weapons. I think they're one of the more talented offensive teams. But Seahawks, you know, just are a great all-around team. They do have a absolutely. Defense. They took a couple hits, and, and, and losing Clowney is definitely one of them. But I don't think you can ever count out Russell Wilson. And yeah, so I think never the combination of, of him adding some, some quality receivers, uh, DK Metcalf stepping up and uh, Tyler Lockett was a pretty consistent option last year for them. And then their running game is, is pretty solid. They've got Chris Carson who had a great year last year and they've added a good backup in Carlos Hyde. So I think Seahawks, I think are going to take the edge, but I think it's going to be one of the best games of the week. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm super excited for this because I think that, this is an absolute perfect matchup for the Falcons. And, and let me tell you why. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'll keep it brief so we can get on to the next two matchups. But uh, the Falcons, like you said last year, underperformed. I mean, people really yeah. expected great things. And I think that the Seahawks are that perfect level of team. I don't think that they're a very elite team this year. Um, they don't have a, mm-hmm. an absolute top-tier defense. And I feel like they don't have an absolute top-tier offense. And so um, this will kind, of, kind of show us, give us – a test of the waters for how good the Falcons are going to be this year, if they're going to be able to step it up or if they're going to be just a little bit of the same from last year. So 
I'm right. really, really excited to see this game. And it's always fun to watch Russell Wilson. That man is, yeah. in my opinion, the best quarterback in the NFL. So, oh, And I, I kind of agree with you, too. I think Seahawks are one of those teams where they are able to do a lot with maybe not as much as people would yeah. expect out of a great team. And I think a lot of that has to do with Russell Wilson. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to move on. We're going to talk about the next matchup. It's going to be Packers and Vikings. So I'm going to be talking about this one. It'll be really interesting. Charlie is a Vikings fan, so I'll be interested to see what he thinks of my take on this. I don't think he's going to like it very much because I'm actually taking the Packers. But I think it's going to be a super, super close game. Um, I think that the way that the Packers have to win is they have to feed Devontae Adams the ball, um, which it's not going to be – I don't think it's going to be as difficult. Now, uh, they, the Vikings did shed some, some dead weight in Xavier Rhodes. Um, but uh, they, they kind of have some young DBs back there. Uh, Charlie, correct me if I'm wrong, but they have Trey Waynes, and then they have a couple rookies. No, we have Mike Hughes. It's Mike Hughes, not Trey Waynes. Trey Waynes is with the Bengals now. Yep, and Xavier so, is with the Colts, but so thank I'll, God none yeah. of those two players are on our team anymore. I'll be very interested to see uh, what the offense looks like, uh, see how many carries A.J. Dillon gets, um, how he's involved, Aaron, and how involved they keep Aaron Jones. He's He's still one of the most efficient running backs in the NFL, so I really hope that they keep him very involved. Um, I think that he's one of the most underrated running backs in the league. And I think that the Packers defense is good enough to uh, keep the Vikings at bay just because they really only have Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. Uh, I'm not really too worried about any of these other guys. Justin Jefferson could be a a sneaky guy, um, but he is a rookie. And statistically, rookies do not bring a lot to the table until towards the end of the year. So for their first year. Uh, And Kirk Cousins, uh, very accurate passer, but I don't think that he is a game changer. He's not a guy like Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson that can really bring you back into a game and, and, and you know, steal a win. Um, but uh, I, I'm really interested to see how it turns out. I think it's going to be a very, very close game, but I got to take the Packers by, I'm going to say a possession or less. Or Well, that doesn't make sense. A possession. So between three and seven points, no more than seven points in my opinion. Charlie, what do you think about that? I... I respect the pick. I think it all comes down to if the Vikings can get their running game going, it'll open yeah. up the play action. So if the Vikings don't get the running game going and Dalvin Cook just can't find any holes, then I do think the Packers win, and I think they win pretty easily yeah. um, because that means our defense is on the field a lot. But if we can run the ball, knock down the clock, keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, that'll help our young corners. I completely and, agree. Um, so if we can, and it doesn't necessarily have to be him running the ball. If we can get some screens to him, just get Dalvin the ball and good things happen. Then I think the Vikings do win, but, um, it's a toss up. I personally, in our pick and league, I picked the Packers. I don't want to jinx anything. So I <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly, I think that if, if at any point in the first, I'll say 15 to 20 minutes of the game, a single team is up by 10 or more points. I think that that team is going to win just because. Yeah. And it also depends if the defense can make any, can uh, whoever wins a turnover battle. Um, oh yeah. I think no has doubt. a good chance if the Vikings get it, like whoever turns the ball over, I think loses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the running game is key for the Vikings yeah. all season, not just this week. Super excited for that game, but we're going to move on to the last matchup. John, tell us who you got. Oh, uh, so this one, I picked the Steelers giants. I think, I'm not as interested in much as the game as I am in Big Ben. I want to see his arm and his and how he returns if he can shake off that rust. I think, I think we win by two scores at least ten. I think this is a good warm up game. I think we have a good defense. It showed that last year. We brought pretty much everyone back. Um, 
So I think it'll just be a nice warm-up game for our defense. Don't and sleep then, on the Giants, dude. Giants got some offensive Giants. weapons. They're all Saquon, coming back healthy. Daniel Jones, yeah. week two. Yeah. They have a sneaky, year, year sneaky good offense in my opinion. They've got they a sneaky good offense, but they, have, they also have a new coach. Defense is really bad. Yeah, defense. Their defense is atrocious. So <laughs> I think coming back, this is going to be a good warm-up just to kind of see Big Ben's arm to see if he can come back, how he came back. Everyone at camp is saying that he looks better than ever, but, I mean, that's all camp talk. So I'm curious to see how he actually performs in a game. Um, I want to see how much our line can protect him. So You don't need an offensive line with – Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> that dude just sheds defenders away. He, he lost his elbow them. last year. They legitimately stole his elbow. So, uh, I know we'll what you're complaining about, dude. I loved watching Mason Rudolph get his head dented. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that was so sad. When I watched that that night, I just went to bed upset. They should have given us uh, like a 1v1 between – between Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. Mason, just dude, Mason would have run. There's no way Mason would have stood up to that. Mason stood up to him the first. I was like, what are you he doing, dude? He got his dude, <laughs> as long as he doesn't bring a helmet, he's fine. Yeah, no Oh, kidding. my goodness. But, I mean, right. this year, we don't, we don't have um, the vegetable for quarterback, so we'll see how it goes this but year. But didn't you guys – you signed a different backup quarterback, I thought I saw. Um, Dobbs. Yeah. We signed Dobbs back. He Thank we goodness. traded him last year and then re-signed him. They cut Duck, uh, which I was kind of upset about. I kind of like Duck better, but both were really over bad. Mason, dude. Mason was just I don't yeah I don't know why yeah. we signed Mason again. So they're really you were hyped about him way. too. He looked like the next yeah, big every, man. Everyone came out and said he was gonna be incredible. Just like sh- a little smaller, not as big, but his arm was looking good. And then he stepped into game time and just couldn't handle it. So <laughs> I, do. yeah. I don't know why he's back. Um, <laughs> Hey, at least that's your backup. Making decisions. I mean, that happens for the Bears, and that happens to our starters. So yeah, your starters <laughs> are rough. But so I, I think we win by two scores. We win by at least ten. I'm just curious to see how our offense is going to operate this year. I'm also curious to see how much uh, they give Chase Claypool. So we'll see. I think there's a couple things to watch in our offense, and I think it's going to be a great game to watch just to see kind of how the year is going to go. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really, really excited to see the Steelers. They're one of my favorite teams um, to watch this year, especially if Big Ben stays healthy. Um, I'll be really interested to see uh, how James Conner does and see if he also stays healthy. Like we mentioned a couple shows ago, that those two guys stay healthy. I think that this, the sky is the limit. So, um, all right, well, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about some start sits um, for fantasy. So, uh, basically – Pick one guy who is not really one of those guarantee lock, t- guarantee locks like Lamar Jackson, uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, etc. Uh, some guys who might be on the fringe-ish, so they would slide into your running back two, wide receiver two spot, maybe flex. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of those guys. John, I really like your pick this week. Tell tell us about your guy. So I went with Mark Ingram. I think coming out the bat, he's gonna get the starting role. Everyone has announced that he's starting. I think he already knows their offense. I think especially with no offseason, they're going to be running the ball a lot. I think everyone is. I think quarterbacks still have to work out their time and their timing and their uh, coordination with the wide receivers. So I think they're going to be running a lot. Um, Not only that, but the Browns just brought in a new – well, everyone – but their new defensive coordinator. So I think, again, just with no offseason, people are going to take advantage of that. And so I see – I see the Ravens going up early, and so I see them running a lot as well. So not only are they going to be running because the Ravens like to run, but they're going to be running to run out the clock. Are so he's going to get a lot Dobbins? of touches. 
I'm not, not for week one. I mean, he may get a few touches late, but I'm not worried about him, especially for week one. I think they're going to yeah. let him. I mean, I'm I think you. they'll give him a few weeks, but. Yeah, we'll he was see. actually one that I had on my fantasy team, and I just moved him to get receiving depth because I think he is a great long-term play in their offense, and obviously their offense is super talented. So in a couple of years, he's going to be very deadly. Uh, I think right now, he's Mark Ingram spot. is their go-to guy. He's a great you know, red zone player. So I think even if Dobbins gets, you know, a pretty good amount of touches because he's not going to get pretty much any red zone looks, it's going to be kind of, you know, not as good of a fantasy outlook for his first year. Yeah. I, I just, I see him going, especially, especially early on. Mark Ingram's going to get the touches. He's going to get yeah. the touches a lot. Yeah. I love that pick. I love that pick. Um, unfortunately, I don't really have an, I don't think I have Mark Ingram in, in any of my leagues. But I think he's a guy that people are sleeping on. He's always undervalued. Um, and, always. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's great. He's great with the Ravens, uh, and he was great with the Saints. He's always been very good. So, Thatch, tell us about your guy. I really like you went with quarterbacks. You kind of went against the grain, and I love it. Tell me about it. Dude, Fitz magic, baby. I think he's, like, the most underrated quarterback in the league. He's true. definitely surprised people in the past. Um, well, to start off, too, like the Pats, they lost they lost a lot of players that opted out in the very beginning, including starting safety uh, Patrick Chung and then um, linebacker Devontae Hightower. I think that's those guys are key to the Pats' defense, and I think the Dolphins can take advantage of that for week one. Um, and, I mean, Fitzpatch – what? Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, sorry. Fitzpatrick, uh, <laughs> like this is <laughs> – this is like his – this might be like his last run, hoorah or whatever. So I mean, I think he's gonna put up some good good numbers. Oh, faith in the beard. It's magic, baby. He can put up huge numbers. Randomly. I think he'll do well because he's also fighting off Tua. So I think yeah. he knows yeah, that exactly. this is his chance. I think he knows that this is his chance to either a well, I think sign as another starter go or sign as a backup. Well, he knows that, but this is his chance to show for other teams yeah. as well. I so think this he's is a sneaky good start. Sneaky good start, especially for quarterback uh, two quarterback leagues, super flex leagues. Um, he, he's not going to be in any, any of my starting lineups, um, but he's definitely going to be one of those spot starts down the road as long as he's the starter um, that you can stream uh, if he's available. And I think he will be because of the name. Uh, but I think that's a good start. Charlie, uh, you also went quarterback. I love I it did. as well. Uh, you know, uh, tell us about him. Big Ben, baby. Good like ben. John said earlier, good he's call. going up a horrible Big Giants defense. He has his – I'm really excited to see not necessarily Juju, but Deontay – Johnson. Deontay Deontay Johnson, Johnson, yeah, and I think he's oh, yeah. gonna explode with Big Ben being back. Yeah, he Someone had a who good can, year last year. Yeah, but even I think he's gonna have a better year because oh, you'll have an actual quarterback throwing him the ball, True. putting him in better spots. Just, I mean, Big Ben. The, the thing he does is he buys time for receivers to get open like ten seconds after the play started. So <laughs> I feel like. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to throw for a ton of yards. <laughs> and I think he Five goes for three touchdowns. Later. He wants to yeah, prove absolutely. people that he's back. So I think he's going to have a big game. Yep. Good call. I like that call. Poor Giants defense. So yeah, A good start. So one thing that I'm worried about, I still think Big Ben is going to be amazing this year because um, we all know he has sure. the potential to do it. But are we, are we at all worried about the fact that this is the best defense that they've had since the Steel Curtain? Um, if – if the defense is able to uh, create turnovers and, and, you know, we can have time of possession with a healthy James Conner, are we worried that Big Ben is not going to be asked to be as necessary as he has been? I think it's not going to be like the Big Ben we're used to, throwing for 
five no, six thousand yards like a season. Sixty attempts in a game. Yeah, I think <laughs> but I do think he'll get his opportunities a lot more play action, but I don't think it. He just may not those for as many yards, but well, they also have committee backs. So they they have James Conner. They tried out Jalen Samuels last year. He didn't work out. They've got Benny, who I have a lot of faith in Benny. And they also just picked up another running back. So I think it depends a lot on their running back game about how much he's asked for. But I think even if they go with committee and James Conner can't support the workload, I think they'll have enough running back to not rely on him. So I don't think that's a that's a question as much because I think they have the running back committee to do so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Love Big Ben this year. Love the start. Uh, Daniel, who you got for us? Yeah, Tariq Cohen. I love oh. this little guy. This little Kevin Hart bulky. Heck. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's kind of an interesting pick because he's he's definitely has some talent. He's kind of on the smaller end, but obviously opportunity is there week one because of you know uncertainty with David Montgomery. And I think Cohen's still going to be a big part of their offense anyway. But then having David out gives him a lot more touches. He's great for PPR because he's a great catching back as well. So I think week one, um, you know, catching. As far as, you know, the throwing the ball in this first game, I don't think Chicago, there's going to be a whole lot there. But I think you'll get a couple touches out of Cohen for that and, and just the, the increase in workload he's going to get in the running game because of David Montgomery. So I think he's a good good week one start, and you'll kind of have to monitor things after that week by week to see how injuries play out and, and go from there. But, yeah, yeah, week one, I think he's a great play. Yeah, I think it's a good start. The Lions have a great offense. So if it turns into a high-scoring affair, then Tariq Cohen is going to be asked upon a lot. So – I love it. I love it. We're going to move on to my start, the last of the starts. I've got Deshaun Jackson, and, and here's why. Um, clearly, he's a week one beast last year. I think he had, what is it, nine receptions for 132 yards and two touchdowns? Yeah. yeah. Freaking crazy. So, uh, now clearly, against you can't predict a week <laughs> one based on a previous year's week one. But nonetheless, I mean, he's legitimately the only healthy wide receiver that's starting for this organization. Um, What's their matchup? Who do they play week one? The Redskins, or excuse oh. me, the Washington football team. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, is he healthy, though? I thought I saw stuff that he was hurt. So, as far as I know, he is healthy. He is starting. Um, I know Jalen Rager has had some problems. I don't know if he's going to be active. Alshon Jeffrey is on the pup. So, the next guy's up are Greg Ward, uh, Arcega Whiteside. Uh, also other Mr. Rookie. Hightower. Uh, yeah, something Hightower. What's his name? John Hightower? John, John Hightower. Daniel outbid me from – he is the only wide receiver which means he has to be targeted I wouldn't be surprised if he has 15 plus targets um mm. now I know that that is a stretch he is an old man now uh and dude but that video came out of him a couple weeks ago he just burned uh shoot who was it he burned well, somebody and do that all game still a fast guy so he yeah, only so he can game, do that but... one play <laughs> But then he has to sit until the next two possessions. (laughs) The thing is with Deshaun Jackson, guys like Deshaun Jackson, Miko Hardman, Ted Ginn, you just need one play. You know, you just need one 70-yard bomb for a touchdown, and then you're good. And, John, they're not us. They they can get their (laughs) stamina back after He's old, though. I know that he's not us. I'm just saying he's older. (laughs) They're not going to take two possessions to catch his breath. (laughs) It's going to be like like two possessions. He's going to walk over. They're going to hand him the oxygen tank. And then he's going to be sitting there breathing. And he's been doing this entire fourth. <laughs> so that's first down. He comes back in third down. And then he's out until the next possession. Yeah, you said two possessions. Y'all want to hear I a hot take it. real quick? You yelled at me about that. <laughs> My hot take is that Deshaun Jackson will have more fantasy points in week one than DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, I love your hot takes because they're always wrong. Thank you. Thank you. you. I know that Brandon, I know that Brandon and some other guys would probably agree with you, but here's the deal. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, and I was going to make him one of my sits, 
But long story short, he's probably going to be shadowed by Richard Sherman in a new offense that he's never played for before, um, going to the, the league's best defense in, in the 49ers and Deshaun well, Jackson. Honestly, he's not even does Sean pull the best I just cannot sit DeAndre Hopkins. You just nev- you no, never sit you guys You can't like afford him. to sit him because he no. was probably the first wide receiver you drafted. Yeah, so that's you can't why I didn't sit make him, him Michael Thomas. Yeah, you can't sit I mean, guys yeah, like that because of the price you paid. You but Deshaun know. Jackson is probably the guy that you probably the last wide receiver you drafted. And if you're just not sure about, you know, you, you need to throw in an extra flex. Maybe you have two flex spots like our leagues do. Um, yeah. Throw him in there, take a shot because I really, really think that he has a really high floor and an even higher ceiling. So I mean, uh, I'd be down to play him just because it's a boomer bust. I could see him getting a whole bunch of points and literally doing nothing this week. I think the I mean, only way the only he doesn't score 10 plus points. And he's playing the Washington football team. Yeah. I, mean, right. have to I think the only way he doesn't score 10 plus points is if he gets injured. I legitimately think that's the only reason. He, he is the only healthy receiver. So we're going to move on. We're going to talk about sits now. John, I absolutely love your pick. Tell us who your guy is. All right. So I'm going with Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um, I say I just never have faith in Amari Cooper. He's been shut down before. I, there is – there was a seven-game stretch last year. He failed to gain over 100 receiving yards, and he had just had one touchdown. I think Jalen Ramsey's going to be watching him all game. Is it at him as the Cowboys or at L.A.? It is. It's at L.A. It's at L.A. Okay, because I was going to say, he's horrible on the road. Yep. Well, so, yeah, there's that. I think he's not – I think he's good, but I don't think he's good enough to fight off Jalen Ramsey. No, Jalen Ramsey is coming out this year with a vengeance. He just got paid. I think mm-hmm. he's out to prove himself to show that he's worth it. And I don't think Amari Cooper, who's been shut down before, I don't think he can fight it off. And I think they have enough other options that if he is shut down, they're going to avoid him to throw around Jalen Ramsey. So I think if he doesn't produce early against Jalen, they're just going to throw around him. And then you're throwing around Jalen Ramsey and then he's left off the chart. If he doesn't get a catch year. in the first quarter, then he's he kind of gives up on the game. And so yeah. the first quarter yeah. is a really big tell of how he'll do. But yeah. I, so, I agree. I, I mean, I, they have Gallup and they have CD now. So if they aren't throwing to him, it doesn't matter. They're not taking a step back. Yeah. Now they're just throwing around the best corner and they're going to be getting touches. Mm-hmm. I think Gallup takes another step forward and then CD. I'm curious to see how he does because he's still a rookie, but I think he'll be Jarvin, incredible. Amari Cooper, so, week 15 against the Rams last year. Two targets, one reception for 19 yards, zero touchdowns. Yeah, he absolutely he's, pooped the bed. I, I don't think – see, I don't think he's reliable. I don't this think, is all too personal. He's on my fantasy team, guys. Sure. Just, just, well, again, it's hard to sit a guy like him because you probably did take him in the first or second round. Yeah. He is your number one receiver in most leagues. So This is, this is one of those move. situations, though, where if you look at his history, DeAndre Hopkins yeah. can score against anybody. He's shown that before, mm-hmm. okay? Amari Cooper, if you look at his actual history and statistics, he is really bad against top-tier cornerbacks. Yep. Um, so this is one of those situations. I would start Deshaun Jackson over Amari Cooper, and yep. I'm willing. Yes. I'm willing to eat that risk. And if I, you know, if I shoot my shot and I win, then I'm a freaking legend. If I fail, then I'm just the dummy who benched Amari Cooper. But I'm well, not really a dummy he, because he's shown that he's pooped the bed like this before. The matchup. I would play Amari Cooper with matchup. So this week he does not have the matchup, so I'm not playing him because they also have their new weapons. Mm-hmm. If they didn't get CD, I would probably still play him anyways just because they'd force him the ball. Now they have CD so they can spread the ball a lot more. They obviously still have Zeke. So. Yeah, things are trending up for Blake Jarwin. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not spend too much time on that. We're going to get into the next sit. And what we mean by sits is guys that if you have the option, bench them and start somebody else above them especially if it's in a tiebreaker, okay? So essentially, uh, you know, if I'm looking at my final flex spot, 
uh, and I'm deciding between a guy like Deshaun Jackson and Amari Cooper. Usually, it's a smash start for Amari Cooper because of the name and the draft price. But you know, uh, we should also um, next week go over our predict like what we said to yeah, start and sit and see how that. they do, Here's just so we have some credibility. For sure. You may not want to listen to some of us based yeah. off of our we'll put somebody in charge of that. So it'll be interesting to see who you sure. believe at the end of the year. We'll put somebody in charge of that. The next one, Thatcher, <laughs> tell us who you're who you're sitting. So this is tough going right after John, but I saw Amari Cooper and I was like, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't put I put Amari Cooper over CD. I just think the hype over CD is just a little too much. I mean, he's a rookie and like there's Amari Cooper and, and Michael Gallup that I mean Dak's got to throw to. But and, and you have Ezekiel <laughs> and Blake Jarwin. There's just so many options. Yeah, there is. So it's just tough. I mean, obviously, but I wouldn't put CD just because he's he's fresh, new legs. I mean, he's new, yeah, rookie. I don't know. He's lining up at corner and or he's lining up in the slot and they don't they don't have a slot to cover him. So So here's the really, really interesting thing that I want to bring up. I know at least two of y'all told me that you were taking the Dallas Cowboys in this matchup over the Rams, mm. yet we're we have two of the three starting receivers. You don't want them to play them in your fantasy lineup. How are they going to win this game if you're benching both of those wide receivers? Ezekiel Elliott gets five. I'm not benching yards. both. I'm benching <laughs> one. I'm not I'm benching one, betting that the other two and Zeke and Blake are all going to play really well. So then, do you disagree with Thatcher's point on benching CD? I don't have yes. like a wide receiver one. Like all the talent is like there. You know, like, I disagree. I, That's why I picked Amari. I think Amari will have a bad week because he's going to distract Jalen Ramsey all all day I think both and of them CD and Michael I don't see well. either one of them going over 20 points I see them going between the 10 to 12 point yeah and that's why I would bench I would bench Amari for sure just because he falls apart on the road and the Cowboys can score in so many other ways I mean you have Michael Gallup you have Ezekiel Elliott, Blake Jarwin. I mean, if all else fails you have Zeke I have this game over the Rams because they have the talent also, the Rams are kind of a question mark. I mean, there's there's a lot of different. Ways. I think it comes down to who scores their touchdowns. Like Amari could score the touchdown, and that could get him a lot of points this week. But I don't see him going for like eight receptions. Right. They might have to spread the ball around a little bit. Yeah, more. I, I think, think they win. But Elliott I think can run for over a hundred yards. Then they're going to win that game. Yeah, it's got it's going to come down to Ezekiel Elliott, and, then and it's hard to pick pick week one matchups with these teams. Just because there's no we don't off season, especially yeah. no off season to nothing, see how these guys nothing are Nothing to base so. your predictions on. Yeah. But sure. let's move on. We're going to talk about – Charlie, you've got the next guy you're willing to bench. Who is your guy? My guy is Melvin Gordon, even Melvin. though I have him and I'm starting him just because <laughs> I have literally no other running back to play in front of him. But I'm hesitant. I think there's better options to play than Melvin Gordon. Um, situation he went into is a tough one with Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. And – um, Speaking of, do you want Royce Freeman? I have him. I'll trade no, him to you. I don't want him. <laughs> Didn't you trade Royce? I thought you traded Royce. For the love of God. Stop sending me Sonny Michelle and Royce Freeman. <laughs> Every trade. But um, I thought you Melvin finally Gordon, dumped Royce. Yeah, I think he's gone. But Melvin Gordon, he is coming off a rib injury. And so that that's a nagging injury. And so um, I just don't know. He has to score a touchdown for him to be worth starting this week and I just don't it's hard to know I say bench him this week and see how the Broncos play the running back or PPR do you think he's going to get receptions I think so but I also think it's hard to know how the Broncos are going to use their backfield like is Melvin Gordon going to be the first and second down guy and then Philip Lindsay comes in on third or is it going to be like kind of just see who's doing good that game like if Melvin Gordon's run really well then he gets the majority of the carries and 
Philip Lindsay is very talented, so you don't just disregard him yeah, altogether. I know. Philip so, Lindsay's not that's a why I say back, if you can afford to sit him this week, I would just to see how the Broncos are going to use their running backs yeah, this for year. Sure. Yeah. So. This is definitely one of those situations where you really touched on the point that I really like, Charlie, is sometimes it's not about talent or matchup. It's just about kind of a wait and see and see what that what their production looks like, how the team is going to use them. Um, I'm taking the same approach with a guy like Antonio Gibson, who y'all know I love, but he's a rookie and we've never seen him before. And he was listed number two on the depth chart. Uh, now, well, I'm not really worried about the number charts. one, uh, but it's definitely one of those wait and see situations to see if they're really willing to commit or if they're going to do a, a committee approach fully. Oh, with. Bryce Love gets that starting job. Well, so Bryce I Love like was rated fourth on the depth chart. That's fourth. a lot of these Behind backs Peyton though Barber. this year. That's Have crazy. you seen a lot of these backs? Everyone's doing committee back, and I think it's because there's no offseason. I think it's just because there are a lot of talented running backs in the league now. Uh-huh. The league has become saturated. True. Well, we're going we're gonna to move on. Um, Daniel, you've got the next guy. You went tight end, and I another one. I love it. Tell us about it. Up, oh, Daniel, you are muted, Daniel. my friend. Oh, you're right, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm muted. I'm back, though. Here we are. Anyway, tight ends are just like kind of a fun position to talk about, I feel like. There's just like lots of like up and down weeks. You get a lot of people that are like very touchdown dependent. And so this is an interesting spot. I actually love Austin Hooper. He's on my fantasy team. I've always been really hyped on him. But part of that was definitely the fact that he was in the Atlanta offense and Matt Ryan just like all he knows how to do is throw the ball. And so he definitely got a heavy, heavy target share. And then now he's jumping into the Cleveland Brown offense where he's the new guy. You've got Odell Beckham, who obviously they want to try and feed. They have Jarvis Landry. Uh, Kareem Hunt is actually a pretty talented receiving option for them. So it's like just the target share that I think he's going to get makes him a hard start really almost any week this year, which is tough. I think he'll have a couple decent weeks because he'll get the touchdowns and that makes him playable. But it's going to be like super matchup dependent. And I think even with the right matchup, it's going to be scary to watch because he might not get the touchdowns that he needs to make him relevant. Yeah. So. David and keep in mind, tough, one, thing I want to, one thing I want to bring up is that David and Joku demanded a trade, but then he was able to come back to the team and they said they were, they were able to convince him and say, basically, I don't know how they convinced him, but you've got to assume that it's based on usage and production or maybe some kind of like, we won't tag you. We'll let you go next year. I don't know. But the point is, is that, David Njoku is a very, very talented athlete, but Austin Hooper also has the production with the Falcons. Uh, And so those two coming in, I think that both are probably going to be involved in one way or another. So um, I love the sit. Honestly, Austin Hooper, it's kind of crazy because I think he finished as the number three overall tight end last year. In a lot of leagues, he's going undrafted this year. So um, really interested. I think it's definitely a smash on that sit, Um, maybe even drop him. Uh, So, I mean, I'd rather have guys like Gesicki and Herndon, to be totally honest. So. Um, love yeah. that. I'm going to close this out with our sits. I'm going to sit Le'Veon Bell. Uh, and, and this, this, this hurts me because for the majority of the off season, I was really, really high on Le'Veon Bell going into this season. He was a guy that I wasn't leaving the fourth round without if he was available. Um, I was taking him right on, like he was that number one running back on that next tier behind guys like Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon. Um, and so I was taking Lev Bell as my number one or you know, or as my number two or three running back. And I absolutely loved having him uh, because he's one of those guys with the jets that, you know, last year, I think he had like 270 touches, which is very rare in today's NFL. Like we mentioned earlier, the NFL is very saturated with talent. And so, um, you know, it's rare to have a running back be that involved. And so uh, I loved having him, but unfortunately there's been a lot of talk about Adam Gase uh, involving Frank Gore um, 
Which and, is, man, Frank Gore's like pushing 40. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's wow. talking about how Frank Gore looks like Frank Gore from what, like 2014, I think is what he said, which is crazy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it, it, it's just, it's, it's a little worrisome because he was even taking snaps with the second team. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, Le'Veon Bell is, he's not on a very good offense. So he's one of those guys where, you know, he's, you can't really expect him to do like he did with the Steelers and get you 40 points, you know, 200 yards on the ground and, you know, 40 rushing attempts and, you know, a ton of receiving yards and receptions. He's one of those guys that you have to rely on touches. So he's one of those guys that's going to rush for 20 times and get you like 85 yards and a touchdown and, you know, a few receptions for a few yards, um, especially in your PPR leagues. But they're playing the Bills, very, very tough matchup. And on top of that, you know, I'm just not really sure about what his usage is going to look like. So he's another one of those guys, like we were mentioning earlier about the wait and see approach. Uh, plus, it's just not a very good matchup to begin with. So He's in I'm, Gase's doghouse. Do you see them trading Love Bill? Uh, I think that they actually talked about I, – I wouldn't be surprised I, I if they rumors, him at the trade deadline. I saw rumors, but it's just rumors. So I, I didn't know how much there's behind it. Do you, do you think they do it? I think that there's a really, really high possibility that they're going to shop Le'Veon Bell at some point, mm-hmm. especially – um, around the trade deadline, um, because I, I think that I think the rumor was going around that they were going to trade him at the deadline if they weren't in playoff contention, which they won't be, um, because they're a terrible team because of Adam Gase. I think the Jets are kind of like the Texans in the sense that they're being held back by their head coach. So um, we'll see. Uh, I'm sitting Levy on Bell until uh, a further notice. Uh, I think that he could be a great asset in the future if Adam Gase allows him to be. So uh, I'm going to be sitting Le'Veon Bell. Trade so, Le'Veon Bell to the Steelers. Now, I know that we didn't talk about this before, and I kind of just dropped this on y'all, but we're making good time. And I just want to briefly talk about, um, before the season starts, let's just get it out there and plant our flags. Who are our Super Bowl predictions? Um, Charlie, I want to start with you. Chiefs versus Saints. Saints win. Okay. I mean, I think it's a fair prediction. Um, the Saints are a great team. Chiefs are a great team, both very well-rounded. I love it. Saints uh, don't know how to win in playoffs. Oh, you I told that to Drew Chiefs, Brees. Saints. <laughs> Saints Chiefs don't know how to win in playoffs and they yeah. get to the Super Bowl? <laughs> no, nope, they don't know how to win. They don't know how to win. I'm saying Chiefs, Saints with the Chiefs because the Chiefs brought back pretty much everyone. They're just going to repeat. Yeah. I think they have a lot going for them. Yeah, I love They know that. they're going to roll. They're I think Pat Mahomes is going to stay healthy. I think one of the sleeper pickups that that many people are talking about is the Saints got Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. And I think they were missing that number two wide receiver last year. And I think their offense can go toe-to-toe with the Saints. And I think the Saints have a better defense than the Chiefs. So that's why I'm picking the Saints tool. I think that uh, one thing that's not really being stated enough is the fact that going into a season with all of this COVID stuff – preseason and you, you, you don't, you're not getting a preseason uh, camp and all of these different things at the beginning of the season where you're learning. Um, one thing that is going to be so much more valuable this year is consistency. And they are the one of, they have uh, such a high percentage of starting players coming back. And so I think that's going to make a really big difference, especially early on in the season and catching mm-hmm. steam. So yeah, I especially when Clyde gets hurt and your fantasy team just goes Fourth down week. the drain. Well, I also yeah. think the Saints have a better running game Fourth than week. the chiefs do. And so True. being able to they run do. the ball, yeah. At the end of the game. Unless, unless Kamara and them don't come to something. Oh, they will. Oh, they will. I'm sure they will. I'm just saying, if something happens and Kamara's out. Saints are in it to win it this year. Very even anything. when Kamara was out, actually performed really, yeah. really well. Yeah. Hey, prof- mm-hmm. I don't, do you think he can repeat it, though? I don't know. 
I think so. He's we'll see. Solid. We'll see. I think it's he a great. I mean, it's always a safe bet to pick the you know a repeat. So, um, yeah. Daniel, who you got? Yeah, I've got Chiefs and Bucks, and obviously Chiefs are the you know super basic pick, but I think we get the Bucks. I think Tom Brady sneaks into the playoffs, and I mean sneaks. Like I think it is like he barely gets his way in there, and I think he's going to lose to the Chiefs. And I think at that point, maybe we kind of see the end of Tom Brady. I think this is kind of a passing of torch. Interesting. Moment. So that's my no bold more prediction seven here. I love it. I love it. I, I, I think you know, Tom I Brady think the, steps into one of the most talented offenses and he can't do it. And he yeah. loses to, to Patrick Mahomes. And then he has I to would call. love to see that. Um, what a tragic story. I would love to right? see that. Does anyone think Bucks don't make playoffs? Do we all think Bucks are going playoffs? I think they'll make playoffs. Does anyone think they're going to flop? You know no, what? I don't I think know. Make be hard I think that they're a very talented team and they can make the playoffs, but they're in a really, really tough division. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they had to. Their division is like real hard, and Tom's getting old. If he's the Tom of last year, they're not going to make it because they've I, got talented offense, and if they can't get the ball out there, it's all about their matter. defense. I think yeah. that they could win ten or eleven games and, and still end up being a fifth or sixth seed. Mm-hmm. Is the problem just because I see them being a wild card team for sure? I don't. I think they sneak in with wild card. I think they'll go. I was just wondering if anyone predicts them not even making yeah. it i think they'll sneak in as wild card though thatcher you've got a very different prediction tell us about it <laughs> <laughs> you have a very different prediction out there. All, right. all right at first i thought the chiefs and i was like no nah, that's way too basic so I, I was just like you know what i'm gonna throw out the cowboys and the ravens with the ravens winning it you know dude lamar's gonna take it home baby i believe in lamar as long hey, as he stays lamar is super an accurate passer dude get out of here dude best touchdown passes last year top 10 Accurate, like I want y'all to been working oh, on his arm. Those touchdown passes. I want y'all to pay passes. very close attention to when he's throwing his pat, fifty when he's touchdowns. Throwing the football, okay? <laughs> because his receivers are going to be. He's never going to in throw, the end zone. He's never going to throw a very <laughs> tight pass. Very rarely is he going to throw a pass that requires. You have to have pinpoint accuracy, like guys. Yeah. So uh, like running, this, like all, Drew throwing throw. on the run is just super. So you're easy. saying he so doesn't have the accuracy? How do you throw? For the most touchdowns with no accuracy. I've, we've talked right. about this before. I'm just okay. saying when he's throwing his running on the ability run, opens up the field. Obviously, that's really easy. I mean, he so can hit wide he's open not people. accurate at all. When you're scrambling around for like an hour, your wide receiver is going to get open to where you. Don't that's what I'm that. saying. That's your thank you. He's yeah. throwing off the scramble. He's throwing off his back foot while he's running. With it's not. He's him. an NFL quarterback. Throwing on the run is not that hard when your receiver is wide open, John. Being Tom Brady doesn't throw run. while he's on the run. Because I don't he think can't his receivers run. are really all that talented, so I think there's something to be said for what he's doing to, to True. Make. I think yeah. Tom Brady would be Daniel's spoken. He said he's an accurate passer. Oh, my goodness. You're wrong. I can't wait for y'all to eat your Daniel words. has spoken. All right, well, I'm going to close this out on Super Bowl predictions before we move into our draft. Uh, I went Saints, but I also I, I mixed it up from the AFC. I went Steelers. Uh, John, I hope you like that pick. Uh, yes, obviously, pick. this is on the basis of I think Big Ben and James Conner will be healthy, I think that they're going to start a minimum of 14 games this season. And I think that their offense is going to be um, – they'll have the ability to be elite, but I don't think they'll need to be because I think they have the best defense in football. Um, I think they're going to be able to control the clock unlike any other team. I think they're going to be a very, very efficient team who can score pretty much whenever they want. So, do you think they have the takeaways that they do last year on the defense? I think that they do. I think they take a step back. And but I, think I don't it's, think it's a horrible – I don't think it's a bad thing. It was just their takeaways were so high last year. You know what? I think that, that maybe if they don't have the same amount of takeaways, it's because they're not on the field as much because their offense is getting the job done. 
So mm-hmm. I think that they're going to be a very, very efficient football team. And I think that they're going to be able to barely beat the Saints. I think the Saints are a very similar program where they're very well-rounded. But I think that the Steelers just have more talent on both sides of the ball. So uh, I'm going to take the Steelers winning the Super Bowl over the Saints. My guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I said we'll that see. last you think the Steelers year. Steelers have more talent so. on offense than the Saints do? I think that overall they do. I think that the Saints really only have Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Um, I think Emmanuel that, Sanders. I think Emmanuel Sanders is okay, oh. but he's not, you know, Emmanuel Sanders of he's not you know, 2016. Um, I think that, you know, Chase Claypool uh, being, you know, th- having the metrics of Calvin Johnson is going to be a big deal. I think Eric Ebron is a, an incredible red zone threat um, as he's proven before. I think Deontay Johnson, I don't think he's going to be a joke. They were talking him up today um, at, at, at training camp or it was either today or yesterday. Um, and obviously we know Every how day. talented Juju is. And if James Connor's on the field, he's no Alvin Kamara, but uh, he's proven it before. I mean, he's what is I just that, don't think the Steelers have that Michael Thomas type playmaker at the wide receiver. But the no, thing but is, think, is that when you have that many talented people, you don't ball. have to have one. You can spread the ball around. And even we just so, don't, I mean, we Juju also don't really had, have the corners to lock him down though. So we'll see. I think it's how much they can get it to Michael Thomas and how well he does. But I think you just load on him. Yeah. I mean, even so, Juju had 166 targets not too long ago. So uh, he can definitely carry the workload if he needs to. But It'll be interesting to to. see, though, because this will be his first real season. I'm not counting last year as the number one guy because he didn't have a quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see. It all depends on if he can – I hope he shows up because I have him in fantasy. But it'll be very interesting. Well, we're going to move on. Um, I love all of the picks. We're going to keep track of these. And we'll have to come back and address this in the future and see how everybody's picks turned out. We're going to move into our draft, and I'm excited for this draft. Um, Charlie, why don't you introduce the draft and what we're going to be talking about? We're going to be doing vacation destinations. And I don't know if we decided – how many rounds are we doing? Four? We'll, we'll see how we do with four. And then okay. uh, four, if we need to cut five. it, we will. And so we're picking our mm-hmm. favorite. And you haven't – you don't have to have visited there before, do you? No, 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 no. Otherwise, you I would also, be stuck to like You don't have to be Abilene. really specific, but you can't. <laughs> Abilene, Texas is my favorite vacation Number one pick, baby. <laughs> all right. Well, I've just picked the order the out of Olaf, our favorite <laughs> number one fan. Charlie, you're not going to like it. I'm never number one. I want to see how long I can go with not being number one. Charlie, you are the number five pick. Wait, oh. Why? Because yours suck. I don't know. Yeah, you're, you are. Are you doing suck. reverse order just because you picked me first? No, no. I picked <laughs> them and I laid them out. Um, oh. But it's not going to make my case any better because I pulled my name first. So I'm going to be the first overall pick. <laughs> and to be we fair, we didn't I mean, see it, dude. I think you just pulled it You should redo this because you normally do one, read it, two, read it. You oh just kind of. Do y'all want me to redo it? Yes. No, yes. just go with it. <laughs> Whatever. Daniel, you're the swing vote. Yes or no? Redo it. Oh, yes. I've never had the yeah. first overall pick. This is this is not fair. Well, I hope I get Charlie. the number one and you get number five. Here we go. We're about to I hope I out. get number one again. Number one Maybe. overall pick. Daniel, congrats. Wow, Daniel what? did it on purpose. Daniel knew it. John, number two. I'm mean, never gonna get number one overall pick. Screw My you, name's Charlie. not even in there. Thatcher, number three. My name's not even in there. <laughs> Who's last? Oh God, please let it be Charlie again. <laughs> oh, it is. Charlie, you're number five, and I am four. Read it again. I don't think you can do that three times in a row. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) I bet he could. So dumb, man. I've never had the first overall pick, and you took that from me. 
Yeah, well, I'm still number five. This didn't help me at all. <laughs> well, right. Daniel called Daniel called for redo and he got first. So am I allowed to call for redo yeah. to see if I get <laughs> first? Redos? Loaded ballots. All right, Daniel, you're number one. You're on the clock. What do mm. you got? Guys, I'm gonna go super basic here. I'm gonna take Paris, France. Paris, France, okay. Overrated. It's so pretty. The city of love. Dude. I loved being over in Europe, and I didn't actually make it over to Paris, but it's on the list, and I think I've never been abroad, it'd be man. Worthwhile. And I I've wish. never been out. Actually, I have been out of country. Been to Canada. I want to go to Spain. I want to go to Europe so bad. I'll go to Italy. Guys, no spoilers for. I want to go to the Nordic Isles, honestly, man. Wait, Dude, what? If that's a list item. Wait. Oh, I'm second. Oh shoot. I'm Listen, picking Bora. Bora. Trip. Podcast. Write it off Ooh, for the taxes. Bora. Bora. We'll put Heck it on the company yeah. account. <laughs> Who's got who's got that uh, company card? Well, clearly Thatch, Charlie. You're number three. <laughs> so, Thatch, you're I don't know if it's my I don't know if it's company. <laughs> my favorite Wait, vacation is, is going to Telluride with the boys. That's mm. Dude, hey, mad respect. Telluride with the you picked. You've been there <laughs> once. Hey, but it's not about the place. It's about the people, Charlie. Have exactly. some respect. Yeah, he loves yeah, so you. So when he goes by himself, he's gonna love it. It's like a pu- it's like kicking your puppy, Charlie. You're kicking Carson, your yeah, puppy. Yeah, yeah. Right Come on, He's trying Carson, to show you. Where, where, where's your vacation? What's your number? I'm going to take Hawaii. I've never oh been. Oh my Hawaii. Hawaii, <laughs> baby. Listen, I've never been to Hawaii, but I looked at some pictures, and it literally looks like the perfect destination. I want to. What island? Do you have to pick an island? No, get out of here, Charlie. You're on the clock. Dope. Okay, so when I picked freaking what's his name, I only got three special abilities. <laughs> Stop all seven islands. Are you kidding me? Oh my goodness, you are infuriating. Hey, we're saying Hawaii is fine. <laughs> Charlie, where are you going? Um, well, he picked mine, so now I got to think. Ooh. Oh, um, I'll go Italy. I stole your your honeymoon destination. He did. What was your favorite island? I only went to Maui, but I really want to go to because Lanai. I have it now. I know you have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> what's your right, what's, what's your, your number two um san francisco san fran wait carson Why? you got another oh, i love san francisco and what's special there. it's actually really cool it's just such a cool city well i don't know anymore but it was when i went it was yeah. so cool all right well i'm gonna take one wait that... wait I'm, I'm taking that back not san fran no you already Napa. picked it nope. no you already picked san Napa. fran nope Napa. nope it's nope. basically the same thing hey thumbs up thumbs down if you can pick a new one Oh, Chuck. Charles. Sorry, no, bud. No. We'll see if yeah, Napa Kukuka falls, screwed. buddy. Maybe That's I should not... just take it now, just to screw with you. Take Napa just to. Napa it, was not on my list, but I'm thinking about it. Napa but I'm not going to do cool. it. I'm not a big wine guy. Ooh, I'm going to go with a kind of a classic white girl pick. <laughs> I'm going to go with Disney World. Um, oh, I, oh, I've been twice. Um, and it's it's. it's I mean, it's, there's a reason it's called the happiest place on earth, and it's not just because of the incredible marketing that Disney pays for. Um, it, it's I a, hate lines. Uh, yeah waiting around yeah but hey it's a magical place everybody has to go at least once so uh even when i got the fast passes i was still waiting in line for 45 minutes because you're not important (laughs) enough charlie oh why do you call them fast passes when it's maybe 15 minutes faster hey faster (laughs) the faster pass faster pass all right that's you're on the clock you ready for this i'm ready for it i'm really baby i want to go see him i can't hear you Speak the Northern up. Lights. Northern Lights. Northern Lights. So Where like, is that? That's not. That's not a destination. <laughs> chat. See them from multiple places. Pick a pick a the place. Sky. Just say like the North Pole or something like that. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> North Pole. Thatcher, please. North, uh, North okay. Pole. 
Okay. That's his vacation. Uh, Antarctica with his next nice thing. Worth, he wants to vacation in the North Pole. Already, you said it. I can't believe you. I want to see Santa. What is wrong with you? <laughs> going to visit no, Santa, the North dude. Pole is not real. I mean, it's a real geographical you just place, North but there's Pole's not, not real. There's you not just like a landmass there. Pick with the next... Yeah, there is. Santa. Santa's not real? Hey, you okay. hater. <laughs> you didn't want to see Santa. You want to see the Northern Lights. John, you're you don't have block. to go all the way to the North Pole. <laughs> my, my bad. <laughs> Always. All right, John, where oh are you going? Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm getting over the, uh, the North Pole thing. Oh, <laughs> I was tempted to pick the South Pole just to, to be the opposite <laughs> of them. Yeah. Go hang out with uh, the penguins, dude. Happy feet. No, I'm going, I'm going Tahiti. I'm going another, mm-hmm. another beach. It's going to be great. Love that. It's a very deep. You got double. You got doubles pick here. You're on the edge. Yeah. Wow. This is interesting. I guess nobody likes Europe. You guys are a bunch of. I've never been, man. I want to go. (laughs) You guys are a bunch of Americans. (laughs) Is that what you just said? Bunch of freaking Americans. You took uh, Italy's off the board. Italy is off the board. He took all of Italy. He took the entire country. Well, then mine is. You took all of Hawaii. It's a state, not a country, Charlie. It's an island. Yeah, Daniel well, just took all of France. Yeah, so apparently, Paris, I'm updating that to entire. all of France. That's what we're doing. And for my actual world. pick, let's see. I win. All right, Daniel, what's your... Uh, let's see, so... You get two. Let's go with... Napa, uh, say it. I don't want Napa. Yeah, I want to go with New Zealand. New Zealand is actually so pretty. I would love to go. This is funny because I literally don't have any other places to pick. And then I need, so I've got France, which is a nice like city atmosphere. We got New Zealand, which is good, like outdoorsy. And then I'm going to take a beach and we're going to go with beer. Bucket Thailand. What? That's actually what it's called. What did you, swearing. this is a clean podcast. What did you just say? <laughs> P-H-U-K-E-T. Puck Thailand. it. <laughs> Emphasis on the puck. Okay. No, it's actually like. P-H, Carson. <laughs> Oh it's, my goodness. it's one of the prettiest beaches in the world. I feel like that's not really going to be a big vote getter, but you know, uh, it's okay. I was not about the sure votes, Carson. It's, it's, it's vote for you just because it's funny. For being honest, oh all right. So, <laughs> with my third pick, I'm going to go with Barcelona. You mean Barcelona? Barcelona. It's a beautiful town. I'd love to go there. I'd love to watch some soccer there. Um, oh man, that would be my a blast. Team. They've been my team since I was born. So I'd love to go watch them. Love to actually watch that atmosphere. I've heard just European soccer is just different. Just being in the stadiums is so much different than any other sport that anyone's gone to. Um, so I just love to go. Love to actually go watch them in person. Pat, you're on the clock, my friend. All right. South Pole. Are you going to take uh, – Get both the poles. The, the sandwich. West and the equator. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Athens, Greece. Athens, Greece. So he's going with a specific city, Charlie. Not taking an entire country. Well, I don't know any countries in Italy. Or what? Cities yeah, in- come on. <laughs> countries in Italy? Okay, Thatcher. I'll narrow it down for you. <laughs> I just want to go there, Carson. We did not do well in geography as a group. <laughs> Charlie can speak no. for himself. Okay. I, I have Hawaii and oh, Disney gosh. World. I'm going to take Switzerland. Um, I really mm. want to ski in the Alps. Um, have some great chocolate. Um, it's beautiful. Get some cuckoo clocks, maybe. I think that would, I mean, it's really pretty. Cuckoo and for appara- cuckoo clocks. Cuckoo for cuckoo clocks. And apparently it's like also very expensive for tourists. So I better go and break the mm. bank for that. But uh, I'm going to take Switzerland. <laughs> I'm taking another big country. 
because I don't know any Russia. places. I'm taking Africa because I'm going on a safari. <laughs> you're just taking a – that's a continent. That's a continent, dude. <laughs> oh, you're, okay. I want that. I'm drawing the line. You're not taking no, an you entire can't continent. Claim a continent. Okay, just put Maybe down safari place in Africa. Safari place? <laughs> Look up your own safari place. I'm not doing that much work for this draft. Just give me a safari <laughs> place. <laughs> I'll put down African safari. Thank you. And then I – will take that's honestly I'm cool the country though. of africa <laughs> oh, uh, that's what he said i'm gonna take another entire country africa <laughs> <laughs> i did i did not know the northern hemisphere <laughs> i'll, I'll go australia i'll take another continent <laughs> my goodness i'll allow it because it's also a country Technically, yeah, that one's actually a sneaky pick. I, I'm terrified a, to go to Australia, though, because, like, nine of the ten world's oh, yeah. most dangerous animals literally all live there, yeah. and it's just Well, just terrifying. don't get attacked by them. You just need to go. They're like, <laughs> they're like <laughs> spiders the size of nickels. Protect you. Well, then they're pretty easy to see, so just don't. They hide in your know. shoes. Oh, wow. Just okay. Don't take off your shoes. Just That's don't terrifying. wear shoes. Um, I, <laughs> I saw a baby, like, get eaten by fire ants, so yeah, I'm not going. Oh my goodness! Why would you <laughs> say <what>? that? <laughs> wait, wait a minute! It's like Indiana Jones. <laughs> Just don't yeah, take your kids there, Daniel. You can yeah. go there. <laughs> okay, so this is a tough one. I really wanted to squeeze in the Nordic Isles, um, but squeeze I'm it going... in. Squeeze it. Squeeze it. You I'm gonna go it. with. Squeezy. I'm gonna go with Ireland. Okay. Is it? Ireland. Is it go for the beer? Ireland. Uh, I yeah. think that they're just a fun group of people. I have some ancestors from that realm of the world, um, so that would be fun. It's so pretty out there. Um, I think you're just an alcoholic. <sighs> <laughs> you can't tell everybody that. No. Uh, man, it'd be Thatch. fun to try that beer out there, though. What's your four? Oh, pretty good. Uh, let's do Jerusalem. Jerusalem, the Holy <laughs> Land. Uh, wow, that's a, right. a sneaky pick. Dude. I respect that. It's a historical, like, love to magical land. Honestly, I've heard it's actually really cool to go visit. Oh, <gasps> okay, I have a, I have an honorable uh, mention that I'm going to throw out when we're done. Charlie, you didn't take Napa. No, I don't want it. I told you I didn't want it. Wow, loser! You're a quitter, John. Who's your fourth? Uh, I'm actually going to go with London. London, okay. London. Apparently, I, it's just like really dirty and hazy there, and like a terrible place to go and a terrible. I mean, well, it so just kind of sucks. <laughs> I've heard that, but I also so like. I want to see it for myself. <laughs> well, I do. There's that, and then so like, I didn't want to just claim all of the UK or England, but I feel like London's just a place you gotta go. Like I've heard it's dirty. I've heard it's kind of gross. But like again, I want to go watch soccer over in Europe. That's another fantastic place to go do that. And then I feel like it's just a city I want to see in person. As I'd love to tour all of the UK, but if I was going to pick one, I'm picking London, even no though I've heard those it. things also. Yeah. All right, Daniel, mm. close us out. Final pick, who is Mr. Irrelevant? <sighs> well, this is a tough one. Uh, You're the one who's honestly, traveled. I'm probably going to go with Germany. Even though okay. I've already been, it is, I think, one of the coolest places in the world. There's a lot of history man. there. The food is really good. Obviously, there's some some beer culture, which is pretty pretty nice, too. But it's just, I think, one of the prettiest places. Yeah. The mountains, too, down south. It's It's got pretty much the whole package for me. So I've already been, so I didn't really put it towards the top of my list, but it's definitely got to be How's there. the beer out there? Delicious. Mm. Cheaper uh, than water. And Honestly, that's, that's, what that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. More affordable. Told us that. I'm on a budget, so I gotta. <laughs> I respect that. Think about the bank. 
Well, uh, let's round us out here. Uh, we'll talk about who everybody picked. Daniel had Paris, New Zealand, Puckett, Thailand, Germany. Emphasis you pronounced on the it wrong. <laughs> you pronounced right. that wrong. John had Bora Bora, Tahiti, Barcelona, Barcelona. Uh, they say their C's like a th sound. And like London. Corbin. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Corbin, I hope you're not listening, friend. Okay, Thatcher had Telluride, the North Pole. <laughs> Athens, Greece, and Jerusalem. Thatcher, you goes. never fail to impress us. <laughs> I, like, I, I was like, uh, just pick like somewhere up north or North Pole. I don't know why. I said north. What was this TV show, The Ranch? The Ranch. Man, oh, that's right goodness. up there with that, yeah, dude. Tell your ride, North Pole. <laughs> yeah. That show, never thought anyone would pick the North Jerusalem. Pole. Uh, I had Hawaii, Hawaii, Disney World, Switzerland, and Ireland. Uh, and Chuck had Italy, San Francisco, an African safari. He wanted to claim the entire continent of Africa. The country of but Africa. But we limited him to Bold a move. single safari. And uh, the continent of oh, Australia, he also selected. So I'm just going to take all the continents. Alive. Uh, I will. I will Snapchat you while I'm getting eaten by an alligator that. and getting kicked that. by a kangaroo. Thank you for thinking of me. Yes. Would you box a kangaroo? No, oh, 100%. Oh, John would because he's <laughs> I would. 100%, dude. You know the story that you could have? You like, would put on John's tombstone. Legit. <laughs> Try to find a kangaroo. You know how legendary that would be? Been. That'd be incredible. You would get your butt kicked. I don't care. I'd put boxing gloves on. That'd be an incredible John, story. John, you wouldn't do it. I would. No, we'll find a kangaroo. We'll find a kangaroo. kangaroo. We're gonna get a kangaroo. Yeah, put it on the apartment. company credit card. Kangaroo. New, new loser thing right. for losing fantasy. For fantasy box this next year, whoever gets the pick them wrong has yeah. to box a kangaroo. Break into the zoo. <laughs> fight a kangaroo. Oh my gosh, that would be incredible. Hey, okay. we're gonna, I love that. We're What's naming the, the show this fighting like? kangaroos. No doubt about it. All right. Um, also, little little fun little tidbit for the end of the episode. We're thinking about doing two shows a week starting next week, so y'all get ready, um, and y'all be see ready if for that surprise organized. if it happens or not. So yeah, we'll see if it happens. But that's going to be it for this week on the Benchwarmers and Waterboys podcast. Thanks for joining in and having fun with us. Make sure to check out our social media, Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at BWaterboys. Stay up to date. Never miss a show. Vote on our polls on Twitter. Retweet us. Um, have a conversation with us. We want you all to be involved and a part of the show while you're at it. If you enjoyed the show and appreciate, we would appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Um, feel free to throw one out there. Fun little story. Do Do it. it. Do it. Five stars. For sure. Five stars. Not this, not this four garbage. You know, if you're going to do it, do it all the way. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, tell a friend, um, do it for the North pole. Do it. Hey, we got to, we got to keep Thatcher around. So do it for the North pole. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it for us this week. Thanks again for joining us on the Bench Warmers and Water Boys podcast. We're out. See you next time. We did it. Peace. Peace. Peace.